Hello and welcome back to the Meaningful Success Podcast, a show where we take our dreams seriously. My name is Wade Clark. And I am his firstborn, Saya. <laughs> We'd like to start his show with a little bit of a win. And Saya, so I'm going to hand it over to you to talk about your win for the week. My win for this episode is I made it through another week. I think it's really easy when you don't make a lot of progress on the pursuits that matter the most, which is a lot of the stuff we're talking about on here. And you're kind of stuck in the, I have a whole bunch of client work right now. And so I'm just super buried under that right now or whatever it may be. I think it's easy to disregard that as being a win. But sometimes I think that is the victory that you, you know, you pushed through that patch and didn't lose your, you know, your determination to keep going at it when you do have a chance. Yeah. What about you? Well, for me, it's um, a little bit of a spring cleaning kind of victory, which seems a little bit silly. But for me, I have to kind of clear the clutter probably three, four times a year to kind of refocus. Sometimes when things just kind of get piled up, whether it's on my computer or my desk or other things like that, I kind of have to clean the plate. And so I started that process with kind of decluttering my computer and getting rid of some things that, that really are just kind of distracting at this point in time. So Mm -hmm. for me, that's my victory this week. So Saya, one thing I really wanted to kind of explore, I know we've been going through a series recently on the creative process. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about a variety of different things. But one of the things that we haven't talked about is maybe the concept of writer's block or getting stuck or where we feel like we're in this void area. Yeah, kind of being in a rut. In a rut. I mean, because we all hit those. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's something that's not just like, for me at least, it's not something that happens like, okay, yeah, once a year I kind of get in this rut. No, it's like, you know, once a month or something like that. Or right. you, know, you you hit these these walls or these barriers, or at least that's for me. I mean, what happens to you from that perspective? Uh, I mean, I think it depends on what the trigger is of that. Like sometimes we're just exhausted. True. You know, sometimes it's as simple as everything's really busy right now. Maybe you're in a line of work that has a busy season in the year. Yes. Um, you know, like you're in the accounting industry. So you have times where, I mean, for you, it's kind of backwards of what it is for the accountants at your business. But like Correct. there's a season like in the fall that you're extra, extra busy. True. You know, and so I think there's there's times when that just sort of happens. Uh just from busyness or from exhaustion or from life circumstances happening. I mean, yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, when you talk about being stuck, when you talk about a rut, it's more than just I'm extra tired right now or I'm extra busy right now or I'm having a hard time focusing. Oh, yes. Yes. There, it's kind of another level, right? Well, it's, yeah, it is because it's where for whatever reason, you know, sometimes we have this idea and that idea is like, we can't cut the ideas off. You have all these different things coming. And then sometimes you sit down to create or, or you, you're trying to move things forward and it's like no ideas come. Yeah. Or some reason you can't, you're trying to solve a problem and, and it's just all you think about is the approaches you've taken and you're kind of, you're kind of at a loss. Yeah. Sometimes when you're talking about writing or things like that, it really is a point where you're just like, you feel like there's just nothing original to say. So that's kind of what I wanted to chat about today because I, I don't something think Something more alone. pervasive, something that maybe is longer lasting. Yeah, I think so. And I, I mean, I gave the example that maybe I hit one every month. I, I think you're right. I think that was more of the exhaustion type of things that yeah. You know, that, that type of thing. But there are times that we hit where it's just like we're not motivated. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a variety of things that symptoms. I mean, I guess let me ask you. I mean, one is for me is not being motivated, but for for you, I mean, what what are some of those symptoms yeah, that you can I tell? Mean, not being motivated. That's really. <sighs> And that may be a product of the rut. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's different triggers at different times. And I think an important piece of this is learning to recognize the difference <laughs> because you can psych yourself out. You talked about, you know, you feel like once a month I get into this, I get into this place <laughs> where I can't get anything done. And there may be some truth to that. Like they're just, just purely yeah. from a logistical standpoint, maybe you have a time of the month that's extra busy with work or who knows yeah, what, right? Right. But I think it's important to evaluate that question and ask yourself, is this a rut? Is this being stuck? Is this a big problem or is this something else? Yeah, that's fair. And there's other elements too. Like, for example, mental health can be a big factor in that. Like, Mm. you know, someone like me where I have you know, severe depression, there's times I've had to just learn my body and learn my brain and get to a place where I, some days I'm like, okay, you know what? And this happened a day or two ago. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get anything else done today. Even if I sit here and make myself miserable trying to, it's just not going to happen today. And I, and I know that because I know how it feels. That's a good point. So I think it's important to recognize the difference because you can kind of make yourself think you're in a worse place than you really are. No, that's that's really helpful because I think one of the things, you know, as I think about this, but when you bring this up that it's a different kind of reasons why we may be in there, it does bring to mind that sometimes it's just some basic things. So before we get into some of the, the, the rut stuff, yeah, let's talk a little bit about some of those basic things. I mean, and some of them can be as simple. Did you get enough sleep recently? Right. Are you eating well? You know, are you exercising? Those kind of basic things are important. Yeah. Another one that I think is really important on that end is recognizing and acknowledging and working with your natural cycle of energy. Yeah. Like, like some people are morning people, some people are afternoon people, some people are late night people. For myself, I'm most productive in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, most productive in the early afternoon. Once I start hitting that late afternoon time period, it's not that I can't get a second win. There's times that I do. But generally speaking, my best work comes in the morning and the early afternoon. Yeah. If I try to approach that differently, it really doesn't change because that's just part of my nature. I mean, and you can see that I used to do a, a job in appointment setting at, at, at a company I used to work for where I was literally smiling and dialing on the phone, calling people about the services that we offered and that type of thing. And trying to see if people would be interested in meeting with our company. At the time that I was doing that work, um, I was working with a team of people who were doing the similar type of jobs. And you could pretty well predict, I mean, I may have ended up a day with setting five appointments for the company, which was pretty good. But you look at when those were done, most of them were done in the morning or early afternoon. Yeah. And then you look at some other people and they basically get almost nothing done in the morning and they get everything done in the afternoon. I mean, recognizing that we have those kind of different energy cycles, I think is important. Yeah. I mean, for you, you've always been more of a late night person. I don't know if that's still the case. You used to be. No, I mean, that that was the case when I was a teenager, for sure. As I've gotten older, I've actually become more of a morning person. Interesting. Which I don't exactly know why. I mean, and sometimes I still do have, you know, really times I'm really productive at night and stuff. But but I think another thing lining up with this, what are your maybe bodily factors, right? Mm. What What are just the physical realities, things like getting enough sleep, right? Right. If you're sick, if you're depressed, 
if you're exhausted, if I mean, whatever, if you're going through some sort of a physical situation Mm. and for some people, some people have chronic illness, Mm -hmm. some people have, you know, emotional, mental or physical disabilities. I was reading a tweet earlier today where someone was talking about, you know, if you have some of these conditions, if you have depression, if you have chronic illness, if you have whatever, you have to hold yourself to a different standard, not in a lesser way, but in a realistic way where we're in a culture that so glorifies and so worships the idea of work and of productivity Hmm. that if you hold yourself to a standard that compares yourself to, you know, that top 0.01% of productive people or whatever, which are the people that we see when we look at productivity stuff, right? If you do that, especially if you have other factors in your life, that may affect your ability to do things in the same way, right? Following Mm -hmm. those same patterns, following those same habits, doing those same techniques or whatever. You're going to set yourself up to fail, not in a way of like success or failure, but in a way where you look at yourself as a failure. And the sad thing about that is I actually read an article or... I don't remember if it was an article or or a video I watched recently, but it was about productivity mm-hmm. specifically. The hyper focus on productivity. Yeah. And even in the, I think this was more of a corporate kind of oriented article, but it was saying yeah. that this focus had been so much on productivity, productivity, productivity. And when they really study, even people who, you know, people might look at and say, oh, that's, you know, the hyper productive kind of person. They find that really... Everybody has these cycles. And by and large, the hyper-focus on productivity is really not the best approach mm-hmm. because it's really more focusing more on your objectives rather than productivity because you can get lost in the productivity because you can start doing busy work. Yeah. I mean, you can start working to work. I mean, it sounds silly, but it's kind of that whole concept oh, of, yeah. of, well, I need to be doing something. So it's not necessarily the most effective. And that, that exact thing is something I've had to unlearn mm. in the last number of years. That, I mean, especially in my YouTube days, that is something that I did all the time is I worked for the sake of working. While I'm awake, I don't have an obligation taking up this particular moment in time. Therefore, I'm recording something. Therefore, I'm writing a script. Therefore, oh, I'm yeah. doing something, right? I remember you feeling guilty if you had an idle hour if, in your perspective. Right. Because every hour, every minute, quote unquote, wasted was a lost opportunity that might finally make everything happen that I wanted. Mm. And I think that everyone has that. Mm. Everyone gets that way. I mean, we sort of talked about it a little bit in our episode last week, talking about the process of getting the Meaningful Success book out there. Right where this has been a four-year process and there is a sense of, oh, it's taking so long. Oh, there's other books coming out that are kind of talking about similar things. Oh, am I missing my chance? Correct. Some window or something. Right. It's as as though if I just, you know, flagellated myself like the monks (laughs) in... Monty Python, you know, (laughs) boom. Yeah. Like if I just did that more, if I just was more productive, it's all based on this feeling of guilt. It's all dire consequences. It's all, yes, it's this, it's this all or nothing. If I don't, then it'll never. That's really insightful because I think that, I think we all fall into that trap, like you said, and it's, you know, if anybody who's listening to, if you catch yourself in that, one of the things that you you kind of have to do is you have to give yourself much more grace than you do. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. In, in 
you, you mentioned uh, I work in a, in a field that's highly technical, and, and I'm not one of the technicians, but I work in a highly technical industry. There's a huge diversity of services and knowledge and industry knowledge and all this kind of stuff that, that people who are brand new in the company mm-hmm. can get very overwhelmed because it's, it's very, very diversified. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people come in, and one of the first things I do when I hire somebody in that kind of setting, I tell them is, do not place on yourself that, you know, in the next year, I need to learn everything that we do. Because you will never learn everything that that we do. There's not a single person in my company that knows everything that that company does because it's so broad and wide. And the reason I bring that up in this context is sometimes we set on ourselves this unrealistic expectation and that expectation weighs us down. And when we're weighed down, it hits our motivation. It hits our creativity. It hits all the things that we talked about. We may be in a rut Mm-hmm. because we're putting way too much pressure on ourselves. And the thing is, you can actually be more productive. You can actually be more effective by giving yourself grace, by working with your natural rhythms, by going with what your capacity actually is. Because, I mean, that same that same tweet that I'm referring to, I, I wish I remembered who it was that said it, but they were talking about how they literally can't hold themselves to some of the standards that people talk about because so yes. many of the standards that are held up are, you know, very like neurotypical. They're they're from the perspective of someone who doesn't have chronic illness or disability or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet by following what their rhythms are, by mm. following what works best for them in their situations, they've written five books in three years. Yes, I can see know? that. Well, and the other thing about this, and this kind of goes back to the episode we had about doing the real work, productivity is sort of deceptive. You could have somebody who really is in the zone for like an hour a day, and they could really accomplish something and really start moving things forward just with that concentrated one-hour focus on the objective, rather than this, okay, I got to work 10, 12 hours to do make something happen. So we kind of shifted a little bit from the rut to more of the daily issues in terms of things that may be sapping our strength, sapping our focus, sapping our creativity. And you know, I think that that may be something that we should park on for the day because a lot of times, you know, the, the cream rises to the top. And so that may be really the first thing that we need to talk about. There's some there's some things we want to talk about when we actually do find ourselves in a rut, when we do find ourselves there, but maybe we'll save that to another episode. Yeah. And also just really quick, the person who wrote the tweets that I was referring to, I found their account. It's Natasha C. Siegel on Twitter. Natasha C. Siegel. She was referring to all those things I was talking about, the, the need to be gentle with yourself and to follow your capabilities and not hold yourself to standards that are, are not made for you. They're made for, they're made for someone with way more time, way more money, way more opportunity than any of us ever have, because these are the standards that are created by people purporting an ideal. Well, and and, and, and and no one fits that. Well, and the reality is it's an artificial ideal in the first place. Exactly. The way that different things are approached in different countries. And so, I mean, it's just, it's an artificial construct to begin with. Right. And so finding in your success journey, what actually works for you as a person. Far more important. Far more important. Yes. So, so full credit to Natasha Siegel for that. That's, I, I just, it bothered me. I was like, oh, I want to know who that, who said that. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. And she's, she's a writer of what kind of, what kind of works? Um, I've, I've not read her stuff before. She just kind of came up on my recommended, but from her bio, she's a historical fiction writer. So. Excellent. Well, Saya. Yes. Tell me, what was your favorite this week? Oh, it's the weekly favorite. 
my favorite this week has been I've been getting back to playing some video games with friends. And that's a, such a simple thing, but it's something that it ebbs and flows. There's there's yep. long seasons where either your schedules don't align with each other or you're just too busy or whatever. But my friend Jacob and I have been playing a lot of the game Terraria, which is just a really fun. That's my weekly favorite has just been it's been really fun to spend, you know, a couple hours each night just hanging out there and having time with friends. That's great. Yeah. What about you? Well, this is mom's birthday week, seven days of Susanna's birthday. So that began on Monday. And um, so, because her birthday is, is this coming Sunday. So, mm-hmm. so we got everything off on the right foot. She got a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you make that the first gift? So you specifically could make that joke yes, for I her? Yes, I did. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, uh, that makes sense. Uh, anyways. Did uh, you get but- her bobs? Yes. Yeah, those are her favorite kind of shoes. Yes, Bob, with Bob's shoes. Little dogs or cats and pictures and things like that on them. Yeah. So, yeah, I always enjoy mom's birthday birthday week. So. So thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to support the show financially, you can do so at patreon.com slash Meaningful Success Podcast. If you want to leave us a digital voicemail to potentially be featured in a future episode of the show, you can do so at speakpipe.com slash MSP. We want your ideas. We want you. <laughs> well, Sia, thanks so much. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Please tell a friend. Uh, share this podcast with others that you know. Uh, we're all on this journey together, and it's it's great to build a community. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. The Meaningful Success Podcast is myself, Saya, and my father, Wade Miss Clarkimus. That's me. That's him. Music is provided. Toga or something. Toga, toga, toga. Why was that a thing? Why did that I become a thing? I have absolutely no idea, but it was in the 80s, even though I, I never watched Animal House or I think things like that that, that came from. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. I just know it's from the 80s. That's the main thing that I know. Music is provided from Epidemic Sound, licensed by which our company paid money for it and therefore we can use legally uh, brings <laughs> back the feeling by Daniel Gunnarsson which is really good which is really good uh, and uh, thanks bye bye